We've been in a series of messages called All About Jesus. We've been looking at the very names of Jesus because the names of Jesus tell us so much about his character and his nature. Now, I love nicknames. Anybody love to give nicknames? You know what? You know that I really like you if I give you a nickname. You know, some people give nicknames to put people down. Listen, I just love to give nicknames to people that I really love and admire. And so I, I, I'll give the kids on the basketball team nicknames. I'll give my, my friends nicknames, my kids' friends. I'm always looking for opportunity to, to do a little bit of naming. And names are, are really special because they say something about the person. If you're, if you're the second or if you're junior or, or the third, that says something about you. Uh, but, but, you know, nicknames are very prominent in professional sports. Irvin Magic Johnson, who could mesmerize audiences with his moves on the basketball court. Air Jordan. Air Jordan, he retired years ago, and people are still wearing his logo. People are still talking about his, his airness. Uh, king James. LeBron James, the king. Uh, if you're a baseball fan, they called Randy Johnson, the, the baseball pitcher, the big unit. The first time I heard that, I thought they were calling him the big eunuch. And I was like, wow, that's a very interesting name, the big eunuch. And then they were like, no, Ryan, it's the big unit. He's six foot ten. I was like, okay, I got, I got, I got it, I got it. One of my favorite nicknames, though, came with a football player in the 1980s. He, he was called William the Refrigerator Perry. Do you guys know him? Anybody? They said he weighed 335, but come on, man. He was the refrigerator. I think it was more like 390. And they would give him the ball down on the goal line so he could score touchdowns as a running back. How would you like to tackle the refrigerator? Well, we learn so much about people by their names, don't we? You know, Jesus is too amazing to have one name. Throughout Scripture, Jesus is given name after name after name after name after name over and over and over again. We talk about the Prince of Peace. We talk about the Lamb of God. We talk about Emmanuel, meaning God with us. Those are all beautiful names of Jesus. And they each refer to different aspects of his deity. We're looking at four names of Jesus from the book of Revelation during this Christmas season. Last week we talked about the Alpha and Omega, the fact that Jesus is the totality of everything that we need. And this morning I want to turn our attention to another name of Jesus. It's perhaps a name that you don't hear as much about. It may not be on, on, on many Christmas cards or it may not be something that people are discussing, but but it's pretty profound. It's a pretty amazing name. And it's the name Bright and Morning Star. Bright and Morning Star. Did you know Jesus is the Bright and Morning Star? And I want to share with you today three aspects or three ways that the Bright and Morning Star brings meaning and purpose to our lives, especially during the season of Christmas uh, Numbers 2417 is, is a word of prophecy given way back at the beginning there of the Old Testament. And it says a star will come from Jacob and a scepter will arise from Israel. And this is a, a, a word because uh, Jesus comes from the lineage of uh, Jacob. 
Jacob, of course, is that patriarch of Israel. He had the 12 sons that became the fathers of the 12 tribes of Israel. It was Abraham, it was Isaac, then it was Jacob, then Jacob had the 12 sons. And then it says, a star will come from Jacob, a scepter will arise from Israel. And over in Revelation twenty-two sixteen, it's the last chapter of the Bible, the very, very end. The Bible says, I, Jesus, have sent my angel to attest to these things to you for the churches. I am the root and the offspring of David, the bright and morning star. Now, the book of Revelation is a beautiful book. It's perhaps one of the most difficult books of Scripture to understand. It's all about the end times and that epic clash between good and evil. And there's a lot of bad that's going to happen at the end of the world, but there's also some good, and the good is that Jesus wins. You see, if you know that Jesus wins, you, you understand the book of Revelation, okay? That's the whole point of it. But at the very close of Revelation 22, Jesus says, I'm the bright and morning star. It's almost like Jesus wanted to remind all of the readers, all the people that had read about the Battle of Armageddon and the Antichrist and all of the, all of the destruction and all of the darkness, I just want to remind you guys, Jesus is the bright and my morning star. And this is the closeout here of the book, the bright and morning star. Now, ancient people didn't know the difference between stars and planets. Today, we know that. Ancient people looked into the heavens and anything with a light was a star. And so many Christian astronomers associate this bright and morning star with likening Jesus to the planet Venus. Venus is the closest planet to, to planet Earth, and Venus shines brighter in the sky than any other star. Have you guys ever checked it out before? My wife has this new app on her phone called the Stellarium app. Have you guys ever heard of it? You can hold it up anywhere in the sky and it will tell you the name of the star it will tell you the constellations that are associated it also will tell you at what times of the week or the month or the day that you can look at certain planets like at 2 a.m you can take a little gaze at mercury you know or or, or 4 a.m. on Friday would be a great time to check out Mars, you know? It's really unbelievable. And, and it was so funny the other day because we were talking, and, and she was, it was during the day, and she was holding it up. And I was like, how in the world could that app see where the stars are where, when, when it's bright outside? And she was like, well, Ryan, the stars haven't gone anywhere. And I was like, actually, very good point. Thank you so much for clarifying that for me. Jesus is the bright and morning star, number one, because he gives us direction. He gives us direction. Amen? Direction. Now, for many, many years, people have used the stars to navigate their journeys. In fact, we know that Harriet Tubman and, and slaves that were escaping in the 1800s, many of them could not read or write, but they could look at the stars. And they would often use the North Star to navigate their journey to freedom. And the way that you find the North Star is you find the Big Dipper. And the Big Dipper's got seven constellations. It's got three for the handle, and it's got four for the bowl. 
and it's upside down. And if you can find the Big Dipper and you draw a straight line down from the edge of the bowl, that's the North Star. And, and so for, for, for many, 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 many years, people have used the stars to navigate their journeys, just like a sailor might do when they were you know, directing a ship across the ocean. And so stars are amazing because they give direction. Now, church, Jesus is the bright and morning star because he brings direction to our life. He, he shows us where we need to go, where we need to be, and how we need to get there. He's the bright and morning star. Listen, you may feel kind of aimless. You may feel like, well, I don't really know where I'm supposed to be going or what I'm supposed to be doing. Listen, look at the bright and morning star. Look at Jesus. Look at Jesus. Isn't it interesting in Matthew chapter 2 when the Magi were looking for the baby Jesus? How did they find him? They followed the star, didn't they? They looked in the heavens, they saw the star, and God directed their path to behold the Son of God. Wow. Matthew 2, 1 says, After Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea, in the days of King Herod, wise men from the east arrived in Jerusalem, saying, Where is he who has been born king of the Jews? For we saw his star at its rising, and we have come to worship him. And so they worshiped when they found the direction of the star. The star. We, we need the star, the bright and morning star, to, to give us some direction, don't we? We should position our lives around the star. Whenever we're looking to make a decision, we ought to ask ourselves, where is Jesus? Where is the star? We will never go wrong if we are moving towards the light. Amen? Because we all have a, a propensity to, 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 to walk in the darkness, but, but God doesn't want us to walk in the darkness. He wants us to walk in the light. And to walk in the light, we have to look and to find Jesus. And wherever we see Jesus, we want to move that direction. We've been doing some evaluating with our team here at Edge Church. And, and, and uh, they let me know this week that 158 people have committed their lives to Christ at Edge Church this year. Is that amazing? That's something awesome to celebrate. It's people moving towards the light. That's what we're all about. We're about turning light switches on. We're about, we're about bringing the light. Listen, when the light comes on, all the darkness is dispelled. Amen? And one of the reasons that this message I'm sharing with you is so important is because there is so much darkness in the world. There's so much darkness. We need the morning star. We need the light of Jesus to be burning brighter than ever. And that's what we're about here at Edge Church. Now, wherever, wherever we see Jesus, we want to move that direction. Wherever we see his power and his presence and his work, oh, that's, that's where I want to be. And listen, God doesn't want his will to be a mystery for your life. Did you know that? God wants you to know his will. Sometimes we talk about the will of God and, and we think, wow, you know, I just, it's so mysterious. I just wish that I knew. What did God want me to do? 
Man, God wants you to know the will of God. He's given us the wonderful Holy Spirit. Amen? The Holy Spirit has given us the Word of God. Psalm 119 says that your word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. How do we find the, the light? How do we find the, the direction that God is looking for us, looking for us to move? Well, we got the word of God. We got the Holy Spirit. I mean, my goodness, we've got two fantastic tools uh, at our disposal anytime that point us to the light of Jesus. And we look for that star. Over in 1 John chapter 1, 6 and 7, it says, If we say we have fellowship with him and we walk in the darkness, we are lying and not practicing the truth. So listen, if, if, if we walk in the darkness and we say we follow Jesus, then we're, then we're confused. But look at verse 7. If we walk in the light, as he himself is in the light, we have fellowship with one another and the blood of Jesus cleanses us from all of our sins. You know what? When we walk in the light, you know, one of the most beautiful things is to walk in the light with other people. That's the local church. And he says, when we walk in the light, as he is in the light, we fellowship with one another. We're, we're spurring each other on to walk in the light. You're encouraging me, and, and I'm encouraging you, and, and, and we're trying to journey together to walk in the light. And there's a, a blessed fellowship that comes when, when people walk in the light. Together. Listen, you're not by yourself. You're filled today. This room is filled with people that want and desire to walk in the light and walk in the direction that the bright and morning star is leading them in. But the bright and morning star is not just for direction, it's also for perspective. When light is dispelled, it, it illuminates. A bright and morning star reveals. It, it helps us to see some things that maybe we've never seen before. They, they tell us that the planet Venus can cast a shadow here on Earth because it, 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 it emanates so brightly on specific days when the moon is not bright. Wow, that's, a, that's, that's an amazing star. It's an amazing star. I, I love to collect sports cards <clears throat> when I'm not here at the church. I can geek out in my study, and I've got a Mickey Mantle baseball card from the 1950s, and I've got a bunch of football cards from the 1960s and 70s, and so I have this special light in my study, and I can hold up these old, old, old cards to the light, and I can evaluate the condition of the cards, and you always want to know <clears throat> what condition your, your sports cards are in because it affects the value. <clears throat> so you want to make sure that the corners aren't bent, the picture's good, that it's cut straight. <clears throat> and there's times that you can see things in the light that you cannot see otherwise. Ah, the same is true in our own spiritual life. When we take our life and we hold it up to the light, the bright and morning star reveals some things that we don't see with the naked eye. <clears throat> it exposes our heart. We may think, man, I'm really doing great. I'm really, I'm really growing spiritually. I'm really doing great things for God. But then we hold up our heart to the light of the gospel. And then God shows us, you're doing great, but there's also some areas that you can grow. We still got to push out some darkness over here. We got to get rid of those negative thought patterns over there. 
We need to, 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 to bring a little more illumination here, a little more light there. The light exposes. It brings perspective. When we look at the world and we look at our circumstance in the light of Jesus, we see the world a little bit differently, don't we? We don't see it the same way. It's different. The decisions that we make are different because we're looking to the light to show us the way. The motivations of our heart, how to have good and healthy relationships, we hold them up to the light because we want to push out the darkness. Now, in Scripture, Satan is referred to as the morning star over in the Old Testament. Isn't that interesting? You know, Satan has always tried to replace Jesus. But Revelation refers to Jesus as the bright and morning star. Because there is no one that can compare to him. There's no one like him. In other words, Jesus outshines all others. Nobody else can even compare to him. That's why Jesus said in John chapter 8, verse 12, I am the light of the world. Anyone who follows me will never walk in the darkness, but will have the light of life. When you follow Jesus, you will see clearly. You don't have to walk in the darkness. The darkness is the place of despair and fear and hopelessness. You may not be able to change your circumstance, but you can change where you walk. You can walk in the light. You know, when we walk in the light, that is the place of joy. It's the place of purpose. It's the place of power, fulfillment, and contentment. That's the place that we long to be. And light provides so much detail and clarity as to what we need to do, doesn't it? We need to let Jesus illuminate our lives. Listen, when you're looking at your circumstance in light of the morning star, you will say, times are hard, but if God's for me, who can be against me? When you're looking at your circumstance through the light of the bright and morning star, you will say, nothing can separate me from the love of God. You see things differently. You'll say, it's not over yet. You'll say things like Joshua chapter 1. I can be strong and courageous for the Lord my God is with me. And Jesus will never forsake me. Hold it up to the light. The light penetrates. Gina and I have some friends that started a church in Canada. And the wife is from Texas. And during the winter season, she, she, she was getting really depressed because... It's very dark in Canada, and it's, it's not only is it dark, it's cold. And a lot of people suffer from seasonal depression disorders. It's called SAD. And maybe, maybe you're familiar with it. Seasonal affective disorder. And so she got really depressed. And so she went to the doctor, and the doctor said, you need to get a light box with a special bulb that emanates a, a special brightness. And if you will sit underneath or in front of this particular light for 30 minutes a day, it will release hormones and chemicals in your body that will help you to feel better. <clears throat> I, I wonder if Jesus had that in mind when he said we need to walk in the light. There's something powerful about being in the presence of the light. 
There's something amazing about being under the illumination of the bright and morning star that begins to transform how we see and what we think and how we live and so many other things. The bright and morning star brings direction. It brings perspective. But it also brings hope. It also brings hope. The morning star is steady. You know what? The planet Venus, the North Star, they're going to be there tomorrow. They're going to be there the next day. The day after, guess what? The stars are still going to be there. And it brings hope into our own lives because we can count on the consistency and the steadfastness of the bright and morning star, Jesus Christ. Jesus, our hope is in Jesus because Jesus is never changing. Listen, we change, don't we? Do we have some good days and some bad days? Do you ever have some days where you're like super motivated and then some other days you want to just pull the covers over your head? Isn't it great that Jesus is always the same? He's the bright and morning. Listen, he's still shining no matter how bad things may be. The bright and morning star is still illuminated. And he'll be there tomorrow and the next day and the following that always gives us hope. There's hope. There's hope. Hope is a wonderful gift from God And it gives us a source of strength and courage when we face life's toughest struggles. When we struggle with a crippling disease or a lingering illness, hope helps us persevere beyond the pain. When we're overworked and exhausted, hope gives us fresh energy. When we're tempted to quit, hope keeps us going. When we feel rejected or abandoned, hope reminds us we're not alone. When we find ourselves unemployed, hope tells us we still have a future. When we say our final farewell to someone that we love, hope reminds us that life beyond gets us through our grief. Sometimes we think about hope in the terms of just like a wish, like I hope so, like I wish for this. But in scripture, the term hope is actually a lot deeper. It's a lot more profound In the Bible, hope is the confident expectation of what God has promised and its strength that will be fulfilled in his faithfulness. It's a lot more. Hope is a confident expectation that God is going to move. I hope you have that hope. If you feel a little void of the hope, look at the bright and morning star and remember That Jesus is always the same. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. You can always count on him. That's why we build our life around Jesus. Because Jesus is never changing. He's the only thing that is steady in this world. Listen, our bodies are changing. Our circumstances are changing. The economy is changing. Our friends are changing. Our work environments are changing. Jesus is remarkably consistent. That's why we look to him as the bride of morning star. And if you're looking for answers, you'll always be confused. But if you will look to the light, the answers will come and find you. 
Answers will come and hunt you down. Well, we ought to spend less time worried about finding the answer and more time finding where is the bride of morning star? How can I get in the presence of that light? How can I walk in that? The bride of morning star emanates so brightly because it's a sign of God's hope to the church and to all that will behold him about his goodness and his faithfulness. Ephesians 1.18 says in, in the New Living uh, Translation, I pray that your hearts will be flooded with light so that you can understand the confident hope he has given to those he called his holy people who are rich and glorious inheritance. Flooded with light. Don't you love that? Flooded with light. And he says, you can understand the confident hope. Hope and light go together. That's what I want you to see in Ephesians 1.18. Hope and light go together. When you have the light, when you have the light of Jesus in your heart, you have hope. When you're looking to the bright and morning star, you have hope. They're tied together. And God has a calling for your life. The confident hope that he has given to those he called. Wow. We have hope because we're expecting God to move. We have hope because we know it's never over until God says. We have hope because we know that brighter days are coming in the days behind us, in the days ahead. And when you have that hope, you have direction and perspective. Now, what do we do with this great light? Jesus said that we ought to let our light shine before men. Look at Matthew 5, 16. We ought to shine the light in the same way, let your light shine before others so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father in heaven. Now, when you have the light, should we hide the light? We ought to let the light shine bright. Amen? And the light shining bright is not so that people can look at us and go, man, what a great family, what a nice guy, what a beautiful woman. The light shines bright so that people can see the bright and morning star, the giver of the light. But we have a beautiful opportunity to let that light shine. Let that light shine, man. In this dark old world that we live in, a lot of people live in so much darkness they don't even know, they don't even realize. There's just... They're just stumbling around in the darkness all the time. Listen, man, you turn the light on, and it's like, woo, it's beautiful. Let the light shine. Let the light of Jesus shine in your life, in the way you conduct your business, in your priorities, in your family. Turn the light on. Shine the light, and then share the light. Share the light. We love to say, be a bringer here at Edge Church. You know, one of the reasons we love to bring people to Edge Church, bring our friends, is because we want to help people experience the light. We want to share the light. We've been transformed by the light. We know what it's like to walk in the darkness and then to walk in the light. And we don't want people to walk in the darkness because we've been there. And we know how difficult it is to walk in darkness. Share the light. Share the light. Jesus, the bright and morning star, the one who gives us direction. The one that gives us perspective and the one that gives us hope. During this Christmas season, there is no 
greater opportunity that we have other than to look at the light of Jesus Christ. Would you bow with me for a word of prayer? Let's pray together. We just have a moment with God and nobody's moving around unless it's an absolute emergency. I want to pray for you. If you'd say, Pastor, I'm really struggling today with walking in the darkness, but I, I truly want to walk in the light. Pray for me this morning. Would you just raise your hand today wherever you are? Just hold it up high. Yeah, all over this place, in the front, the back, and the sides, in the middle, over here. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Lord God, you see these hands raised, and Lord, you know that it's easy to walk in the darkness. It's a challenge to walk in the light. Lord, would you give us the courage and the strength to look to the bright and morning star, Jesus? Would you give us the, the faith and the fortitude to say no to maybe some old patterns and some old habits so that we can embrace the beauty, the wonder, the magnificence of your son Jesus, the bright and morning star. While our heads are bowed for a moment longer, others of us today may not have ever met this great God. He revealed himself in the person of Christ. And his son died and he rose again on the third day victoriously. All the light was shining bright on that third day when Jesus got up out of the grave. But the story of the resurrection is not just a historical event. God wants it to become a spiritual reality in your life. And it's activated by faith. Today, would you call on the name of the Lord? Would you say yes to Christ? Would you say, I want Christ to come into my life? I want to turn the light switch on spiritually so I can begin this spiritual journey with the Lord. And if you'd like to ask Christ to come into your heart, I'm going to lead you in a word of prayer right where you're seated in just a moment. But if you'd like to say yes to the light, would you raise your hand right now before we pray together? Just hold your hand up high. Yeah, thank you. I see you right here. Somebody else today, just hold it up high. Thank you over here. Yeah, thank you. Somebody else. And if you just raise your hand, pray with me. Say, Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Lord Jesus, come into my heart, forgive my sins, and make me a brand new person as I'm putting my faith in Christ. And now, Lord, thank you for what you're doing and what you're going to do. And we pray this in your beautiful and wonderful name. Amen.